0: So Father, as a collective body today, a corporate body today, you said in your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, that you are right in the midst of us. and Whatever we make good on earth, you'll make it good in heaven, Father. So we agree corporately today, Father, for rescues to take place in the Carolinas, Father. For anyone trapped in a home, Father, that no one has been able to find, we dispatch and release ministering angels right now, Father, to keep and protect and provide for them in all of their ways, Father. We release your grace right now, Father, to redeem everything that has been lost through this hurricane, Father, called Florence, Father. We claim total redemption for every aspect of the Carolinas that has been impacted by this hurricane. Complete restoration will come to every household, every aspect of that area that has been affected by that, Father. And we pray, Father, right now, that you would comfort those that have lost loved ones during this time because you are the God of all comfort, Father. And Father, be with them and and, and send laborers across their path who'll be able to minister to them in a way that they'll be able to receive it, Father. And may they come to know in a greater way that you are good and your grace is sufficient even during times like this, Father. And so, Father, we pray for first responders right now. May you protect every police officer, every firefighter, Father, every emergency tech, Father, every ambulance, every hospital, Father. May you protect every level of first responders, Father. We cover their lives with the name, the blood, and the the word as they go in on this rescue mission, Father. And we declare that not one weapon formed against them will prosper, Father. And Father, may this be a time where people can see how kind you are. How gracious you are, how benevolent you are, Father. May those have been displaced and misplaced find shelter, at homes, Father, and food to eat, Father. May people rise up and take care of other people, Father. May they be your hands and your arms and your feet and your heart so that people can see you in this situation. And now, Father, as we go forward in this service today, we do so by your grace, Father. Your grace is sufficient, Father. And we give you glory for all the good that'll come out of this service. In Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. Amen. Go ahead and love on somebody today. Yep, that's a good place. Go ahead and love on somebody today. Let them know that you are glad to see them. And then you can be seated. Thank you, choir. Thank you, music department. Excellent job. Grace that restores. Grace that redeems I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that in your life Can you imagine driving 75 miles per hour And then just out of nowhere a pickup truck with no one in it Just comes out in front of you It's about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning Don't tell me angels aren't real Definitely don't try to tell me God is not good and don't tell me that his blood is lost was over 2,000 years ago. Are well, anybody in here thankful for the protection and the power of the blood of Jesus? We're going to continue part two today of Live Connected. And, and so I don't want to go backwards to go forwards. We're going to pick up. We really went through verse by verse, verses 1 through 8 from John chapter 15. Today we're going to pick it up in verse 9. I want to welcome our viewing audience today. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. Uh, the best way to follow along today is the YouVersion Bible app. Go to the events section and click on, uh, link, click on Linked Up Church, and the outline is right there. But there's also a place for you to write notes. And so I didn't give definitions on purpose because I want you to, to get used to writing in church. I mean, you oh, church is not a spectator sport. It's a participant sport, right? And, and so I want you to engage in the process of learning and growing for yourself, right? So you're going to hear me give a lot of definitions today that you'll need to plug them in uh, right in the notes section there uh, in that U-version Bible app or if you're taking notes today. And so uh, if last Sunday's message ended on the note of his disciples glorifying God the Father through the bearing of much fruit... I mean, oh, God only gets glory when your life is productive. I mean, He doesn't get glory when you're sick. He doesn't get glory when your bills aren't paid. He's not trying to teach you something through that. God only gets glory when your life is producing the way He set it up to produce. Today's continuation will communicate then that fruit clearly has its full expression in the exercise of love. And so I want you to notice in verses 1 through 8, we won't go back to look at them, but you'll notice in verses 1 through 8 of John chapter 15, the word love is completely absent from verses 1 through 8. The repeated reference to love can be seen nine times in verses 9 through 17. How many know there has to be some significance to that? So, the effect is now to interpret the whole passage, 1 through 17, we should interpret that in the context of the vine and the branches and how that relates to love, right? So, if you think about it, the first seven verses was about our relationship with God. I mean, you can't love someone you don't have a relationship with. Makes sense, doesn't it? Then that means... I can only, after I've entered into a relationship, I can only give to someone else what I first believed I have received. So I can't give love if I've never what? Received love. This will help you understand challenges with so many relationships uh, in our world today is because people are trying to give something to someone that they have never received themselves. Let's read our text here in John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. I don't know about you all, but I just, man, I'm just so excited about what God is doing. And God is good. Yes, is. Ah, man, has He been good to anyone in this building? Man. It's been overwhelming me here lately just how good He is. John chapter 15 verse 9 says, as the Father loved me. That word love there is agapeo. It's important that you understand that. A-G-A-P-E-O, agapio. He says, as the father loved me. So he's talking about here in the social moral sense. The father had a social responsibility and a moral responsibility to his son, right? So he's saying, as the father loved me, I also have loved you. That word love, there's two Greek words. The first one means Uh, Likewise, the second one is agapeo. So he's saying in the social moral sense, the way the father has loved me, that's how I have loved you. Now, if you're a parent in here, I mean, we all have a social responsibility to our children and a moral responsibility to our children. We're supposed to raise them in a way so that they can be productive citizens in our society. Would everyone agree? And morally, we're supposed to live in front of them what we expect them to live when they grow up. So we should set a good moral foundation for our children. So that's what he's saying here. Then he goes on to say here, uh, if you abide, also I have loved you. Abide in my love. Now notice the shift here. Then he tells us to abide in my love, or speaking specifically to the disciples, which represent us. He said, abide in my love. My love. Here is agape. Agape. And the word agape, everyone knows that. That's a love feast. That's a benevolent love, and it is unconditional. So notice when he's referring to his love towards us, it's agapeo in the social moral sense. But what he's telling us to live in is his unconditional love. Let me explain to you why. We're human beings, right? And so most of the time we respond like human beings. In other words, if you slap me, I'll probably slap you back. And then the Word of God will come up, right? Come on, don't look at me like that. You're getting ready to get a reaction, right? I mean, is that normal human nature? Somebody go off on you, your first instinct is what? What? Who do you… So, I want you to know he doesn't have the same expectation. He understands that as human beings, you know, we can't be God. But yet, our response to each other should have some level of social responsibility to it. I still should realize you're a human being. Right? And my response should have some morality to it. Now, you might have cussed me out. I might go back at you, but I don't have to use cuss words. Is everyone still with me out here? But then what he tells us to live in is his unconditional love. Because he wants us to know that no matter what we do, his love for us will never change. And it's something about knowing that God loves you, man, unconditionally. It makes everything all right. This is so important as we set up. Everything else that we're going to talk about from this text today, verses 9 through seventeen. Verse 10, he kind of takes it a little further. If you keep my commandments or if you keep my word, you will abide in my love, agape. See, if you keep the word, then you're going to live in my love. And man, that just, I don't know, that just warms my heart to know I can live in the love of God. So if you keep my word, you will live in my love just as I've kept my father's commandments and I live, I settle down, I take up residence in his love, agape. So you'll notice anytime it's talking about Jesus' love towards us or Jesus or Jesus' love or the father's love, it's always agape. When it talks about Jesus' love towards us, it's agapeo in this text. And when it talks about our love towards each other, it's agapeo. Because the reality is we're probably not going to love each other unconditionally. I'm just talking reality. And I think he understood that. But we can love each other agapeo. You did me wrong, but I don't have to respond the way you did Is this making sense to anybody? But when we get to the Father, regardless of what we did, he's going to love us the same way. Is this making sense to anyone? It's so important to understand everything else that we're going to talk about. In verse 11, he says, These things have I spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. Now, he said, my joy. So, what is he talking about here? What joy does he have? Joy, then, is a fruit of the Spirit. Right? So, so he wants that to remain in us, which means we can have that all the time if we do two things. We stay connected to him, right? We keep our relationship with him, and we live in his love. You're going to wake up every day full of joy because you know that love is going to do something good for you today. Anybody get that? Right? It's something, it's an excitement that you wake up with every morning. Like, what is the love of God getting ready to do for me today? And it's a sense of joy about that. I'm talking about even when something negative happens, it's something about knowing that God loves me and I'm living in that love. The connection is tight. Man, how is God getting ready to turn this all the way around and work this out for my good? And I just got bad news and I got so much joy about it because I know the end result of this is getting ready to be good for my life because I'm living in His love. Come on, you got about five seconds to put a smile on your face and get some joy in your heart and act like God has done and is doing some great things in your life. He said, these things have I spoken to you so that my joy may remain in you. So, he's telling you then, if you don't live connected, right, and you don't have a revelation that his love for you is unconditional, then that joy can leak out of you. And as believers, we should never walk around looking like we don't have answers. We are the hope of the world, the local church. We are the answer for everyone. They're all looking for us. We can't look like them. So he says, these things have I spoken to you so that my joy, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of joy may remain in you. And then watch this. And then that your joy may be full. And when he says full there, he's talking about complete. Now, the best way I can describe that to you is, I mean, I can wake up and have joy in the morning, right? You know, sometimes we do that, right? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, right? Whatever. Whatever we do there, right? And we can say that and we can put that on. And, And, of course, we can go out. But if we still got bills to pay, we're forcing our joy. Come on, don't, don't. Come on, Come on, Come on. Come on. But it's something about, man, when the bills are paid, yeah. Yeah. money is in your pocket, on, that same joy, yeah. it's full now. Yeah. Come on, anybody here know what I'm talking about? He's giving you a picture of how he wants you to live your life. Yeah. With the fruit of joy living and remaining in you and your joy being full. I want to read a few things that, that do this to you. On well, Last week, we had people come forward. I'm going real slow with this because I want you to get it. I want you to understand you are a productive machine once the light comes on. You don't have to wait a, whole lot, a long time for God to do anything in your life. Matter of fact, I, I got news for you. He's already done it. He's just waiting on you to connect to it. Come on, don't give me them little three or four little hand claps. He's actually already done it. (laughs) Waiting on you to connect to it. So on last week, this is just five that I pulled out. We had people come forward, right, and come to God to get what they needed from God. One person received a 2014 low miles vehicle. Supernaturally, they paid cash for it. Somebody blessed them with it. $10,000 vehicle, cash. Now, I'm sure they had joy catching the martyr. But I guarantee you when they put in that that key in that car that's paid for, that same joy was full when they didn't have to walk out there to that martyr station. Another person, job offer was waiting on for a few months. Supernatural offer that the person was not qualified for. Received that job on Thursday of last week. So from Sunday to Thursday, that joy came up. Somebody ought to say, I'm next. Another one, been denied access to apply for jobs for over a year in a certain county. On last week, received news that she can apply for a job in that county. Why last week? Over a year. See, somebody tapped into what was already there. So, is it possible they lived a whole year just not connected to that revelation? Number four, spirit of depression lifted off of me, and God sent an angel to lift and restore my faith and his ability to heal me. That's a big one, whether you realize that or not. That is a big one. And then this call came to me. I get home, you know, usually like, you know, you minister two services, you go home, get in a chair, what do you do? <laughs> so the person called, sent a text, called me as soon as you get a chair. I called the person back and said, man, I received some supernatural income today. Today on a Sunday? <laughs> After they left the service. And then on top of that, I got three more contract opportunities. Listen to this now, and I don't have time to do all of them. I don't know about you, but that's a beautiful place to be when you can say, I can't really do all the business that's coming to me right now. Come on, I need an entrepreneur in here right now to just shout and give God glory for more business than you can manage on your own. That was all just since last Sunday. Anybody in here got joy? How many Am y'all ready for that joy to come on up and be full? Listen to what he says here. This is my commandment, that you love one another. See this language here? Agapeo. As I have loved you, agapeo. Greater love, now he's talking about his love, agape, has no one than this, Then a man lay down his life for his friends. I'm going real slow today. Friends is a phileo, brotherly, neighborly fondness. So you know how people, you know, he doesn't expect us to lay our life down for each other. That's why he said greater love have no man. And he's talking about his love. Right? Because the reality is I'm not getting ready to put my family out. So, I can put yours in. That's just reality. Come on, don't look at me like that. Watch this. I'm not getting ready to take food out of my kids' mouth to put food in your kids' mouth. It's just reality. And then we need to be clear he's not asking us to do this. So, you know, over the years, how sometimes people put us on a guilt trip? Right? If you were really a Christian, no, I'm really a Christian. That's why I'm saying no to you. I don't have it. <laughs> See, and they want to put us on a guilt trip, want us to go in the hole on their behalf. No, why should I go on in the hole on your behalf when Jesus already went in the hole on your behalf? You, you understand what he's saying here? He said, I'm not asking you to do for the people what I've already done for them. So listen to me. There's an anointing on that word no when you don't have it. Send them to the one who does. That should set somebody free in here right now. Because over the years, we brought people in and we tried to do stuff for people that we were not in position to do. And we put ourselves further in the hole trying to help other people with resources that we didn't have. Come on now. Come on now. now, in this context, I'm not talking about seed time and harvest. I'm talking about being able. He's not asking you to do for people what he's already done for them. Everybody clear? Amen. That should be a real freedom. Now, I'm not telling you to put somebody out of your house today. <laughs> the word said, I heard it loud and clear today. You got to go. Somebody heard that. Somebody like, oh, that's, that's the Lord speaking right there. That, yeah. Ah, that's God. No, that, I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. Right? You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. I'm going slow for a reason today because the reality is it, you don't have a friendship if the two of you don't listen to each other. Right? How long are you going to be friends with someone that doesn't do anything you ask them to do? Amen. You are my friend, so, so let's let him define friendship. Right? You are, my friend, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer have I called you servants or slaves, for the servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends for all things that I've heard of my father I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I ordained or appointed you that you should go and you should be productive. You should produce fruit and that your fruit should remain. Your production should remain. Folks, every time you grow to one level, you should never lose the level that you've grown to. You build from that level and you go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. When you find yourself hitting and missing, starting and stopping, I mean, that's not on God's end. That's the connection being on and off, on and off, right? And society mirrors this so well. Your phone will let you know what percentage it's on. Right? You ever thought you, you plugged it up only to wake up the next morning that it didn't quite connect? How frustrating did that make you? <laughs> Throws everything off, right? So how many of you, when you start seeing that what you built is you're not remaining at that level, go back and check the connection. Because in God, folks, we don't go backwards. Weapons form, but they don't prosper. We go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. Now, it's not without persecution. It's not without trials. It's not without tribulations. But they never should set us back. Right? Even if it looks like a setback, I'm telling you, it really isn't. It's actually an opportunity for a greater comeback. And the comeback should be far greater than whatever the perceived setback looked like. I declare that somebody getting ready to go way beyond your perceived setback. Come on, somebody ought to receive that in here. I'm talking about way beyond everything that I thought I wanted, that it looked like I lost, cannot be compared to what he's currently giving us. When it's God, folks, it remains. You don't get that free and then you broke again. Something, that connection, something happened there. Everybody still with me out there? Listen to me. You, cancer, you can get healed from that and it never should return. Oh, I need somebody to say amen. To I'm talking about when God heals. It's a done deal, baby. I'm y'all glad you came to church today and, and we still just reading the open opening text that whatever he reiterates this that whatever you ask the father how in my name my authority and my character now we're talking about relationship again he's going to what give it to you these things I command you look at the command that you agapeo one another. All right? I'm only going to get through one point today. Is that okay? I just want to take my time today. right? Because we have a responsibility to each other as the body of Christ that there's an expectation that we should treat each other better than we currently treat each other. Amen. Can anybody in here say amen to that? Amen. Right? But I want you to see clearly it's a byproduct of having a relationship with God. I can't love you if I have not received his love. Right? Imagine trying to be in a relationship with someone and you don't know how to love. Right? Because you haven't received love. So what happens is you don't trust anybody. You hear everything the wrong way. Their best intentions get taken out of context. Sure, they get quiet in here. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? We can't really communicate because we don't understand the terms and the language that are agreeable that we should be communicating on. Right? So, so the terms have to be on something greater than ourselves. Right? And if both of us can agree with what he said, we can get along perfectly fine. So when we start inserting ourselves, this stuff gets all out of whack right now let's look at this point number one this is the only one I'm going to get in today a pattern for love a pattern for love right so if you haven't learned here's a good pattern for you notice what he said in verse 9 in verse 9 he said as the father loved me I also have loved you you see that So, in verse 9, what Jesus is saying is that his love for us is patterned after the Father's love for him. Do you all see that? So, he had a motto. He had an example. He had received something that he could now transfer to someone else, right? And so, everyone in here, how many of you are unmarried in here? Raise your hand if you're not married. You're unmarried. That's a good thing. Nobody said amen. Amen. Man, not one person said amen Let me try again How many of y'all are unmarried in this room? Listen to me That is a good thing For now Because you don't want to be married Not knowing how to love each other Trust me when I tell you this, right? So listen to what he just said, okay? He's saying his love for us is patterned after the father's love for him. So where did he learn love? From the father. So he had a personal relationship with the father that he received love. Now he can transfer that love to somebody else. I'm going real slow for a reason, right? Because sometimes we're trying to bypass this vertical relationship and have a horizontal relationship that's impossible without first having a good connection here. Right? So let's stop looking for and let's start connecting to. God has a way that once we're connected here, he knows how to bring all of this together. All right? So he said this is a pattern. So let's look at this. What kind of love was this? Letter A. All of these should go up on the screen. It's a self-revealing love. It's a self-revealing love. We can look all throughout John, and and Jesus is talking about his father's love for him. Go to John chapter 5, verse 20. It's a self-revealing love. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than being with someone that you thought you were in a relationship with and then you find out something about them that they didn't tell you. Right or wrong? You mean we've been together all this time and you didn't think that was important enough to tell me that you got kids? That's just one example. (laughs) That's just one example. Self-revealing. Look at what he says here in John chapter 5, verse 20. This is going to bless you all's life so much because, listen, we don't even want you to serve on a dream team or small groups until you get this. You're going to hurt somebody. Right? Because hurting people do what? John chapter 5, verse 20 says, For the Father loves the Son. That word love there is phileo. So now we're talking about as a friend, a fondness, right? An affection that you should have towards a friend. He says, for the father phileos the son. Watch this. How? What does that look like? And he shows him all things. One of the best ways to build relationship and love is by being revealing, being transparent, not trying to act like it's something that is not. Hello, people will respect that so much more than a facade. So he says here, the father shows him all things that he does himself. Then he will show him greater works than these so that you may marvel. So right away, what what kind of love is this? It's self-revealing. It does not have a problem sharing exactly who I am and what my situation looks like. If you grew up like I grew up, everybody, you know, you you all understand, they called it fronting when I was growing up. (laughs) Come on, Kev, you, come on man, seven miles, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, Well, what was fronting? We would go rent an expensive vehicle. Right down the strip yeah. Today is what? Flossing yeah. Stunting Stunt 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 What else Matthew? <laughs> Flexing Another way we can look at it We used to say Perping yeah. Perpetrating, Purping. Perpetrating. Purping. Translation <laughs> But at any rate We're riding in something that does not belong to us. We're out here just making everybody believe that we're something that we're not. I'll never forget the time. Girl gave me her phone number, everything. But I had to turn that rental car back in. (laughs) So the guy she gave the rental car to was driving a Cadillac. That's who she gave a number to, the guy who was driving the rental car. The real guy showed up in a Ford EXP. <laughs> they don't even make those no more. I'm aging myself right now. And her whole attitude was different. Whole mood was different. Almost like, where's the other car? <laughs> When in reality, folks, I didn't really want the person who only wanted the car. On, I want the person who likes the guy who drives the EXP. Amen. Amen. So it's self-revealing. Yeah. See, if we're going to really have anything, then we've got to be honest with each other. And the honesty is there so that what we have can become greater. Did you see? And the Father's going to show him even greater things than this. So that he can marvel. See, the reality is what makes a good marriage, a good relationship, is that there's no secret areas. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine her going through my phone and finding stuff that she didn't know was there? Yeah. Hmm? Why did it get so quiet in here? <laughs> now, I want to challenge this group in here, right? Because these are, this is so important. We're going to have healthy dream teams and healthy small groups we must be honest with each other. Right? I'm hurting right now. It's okay to say that. I need prayer. It's okay to say that. Right? Letter B, self-sharing. I'm so glad I came to church today. It's self-sharing. Go to John chapter 3. Let's look at verse 35. Self-sharing. John 3.35, the father loves agapeo, the son. Oh, how do we know that? What kind of love is that? What does that look like? And it's given all things into his hands, right? So now we're starting to understand what this agapeo looks like. It reveals, and it's dream team. We got to all know each other. We're in a small group and you coming into my home, there can't be no surprises. Amen. Right? Amen. So it's self-sharing and it's what? Self-giving. It usually after it shares, right, it wants to help. So it says here, and has given all things into his hands. So it's self-sharing. Folks, we got to learn how to look out for each other. Right. We're one big family at the end of the day that should care for each other, look out for each other, share with each other. Hello, somebody. Amen. Right. And when someone does reveal something, we should not look down on them. We should use that to lift them up. Yes. Go to Revelation chapter three, verse 21. Remember, Jesus had to receive this before he could share this. Right. Revelation 321 says, to him who overcomes, look at what Jesus is saying. I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Listen to what he says here. As I also have overcame and sat down on my father's throne. So, what he's saying is what the father has done for me, I want to do for you. Is this making sense to anybody? See, it's so easy because I know how great that made me feel when, 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 when he paid my bills. I know how great that made me feel when, when, when he took me and I got to the grocery store and didn't have enough and somebody was there and paid for all my groceries. It's something about wanting to do for other people what God has done for me that lifts me up. So it's self-revealing and it's what? Self-sharing. Self-giving. Or self-sharing. Let's go, let's look at self-giving, letter C. Let's look at John 15, 15. So it's revealing, it's sharing, and it's giving. That's how all of our dream teams should look. When I say revealing, not telling each other's business. Did you hear about what such and such and what they? Listen, that's not what he's talking about here. If God shows me anything about someone else, it's to help them, not talk about them. All right, so it's self-revealing, self-sharing, self-giving. John 15, 15 says, no longer do I call you servants or slaves, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. Now watch this. But I've called you friends. What does that look like? See, people don't know how to have a healthy friendship. What does that look like? For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. So, the information that the Father gave me that helped me boot, be who I am, a real friend wants to share that with someone else so that they can get debt free, they can get healed, they can have a good marriage. Come on, somebody, that's called small groups. But in that small group, if I never receive that, see how I can't have an authentic friendship? I can't give you what I don't have, right? So so my marriage is not good. I can't help yours be good. If I've never been debt free, I can't help you be debt free. Right? If I haven't overcome cussing, I'm not getting ready to talk to you about how to stop cussing. Right? But it's something about when the father delivered me from cussing. Let me show you how he did it. That's love. That's not judgment. That's not saying, you know, if you pray a little more, maybe your marriage will be a little better. Nobody want to hear that. Cause in reality, every marriage has its challenges. I don't care how great you think yours is, it's going through something. I know y'all think we wake up like this, but the reality is, man, listen, there are times we don't like each other. See, y'all scared. All these husbands in here right now, they're not saying amen to that one. Listen, I'm telling you, At times I don't like her. I love her all the time. But there's sometimes I'm like, I'm just not going to say nothing right now. Because I know if I say something right here. Come on, anybody here know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one willing to be honest in here? There are some times when I'm like. Say three more things. Just three. And I'm getting ready to set it off in here. And it's like the Holy Spirit stops her at two every single time. Now, I'm only saying my side of it. I can guarantee you there are more times for her when she is like, you know what? <laughs> you can take you and everything about you. Just leave me the car in the house in the morning. <laughs> Anybody in here willing to be honest in church? It's just reality, right? Self-revealing, self-sharing, self-giving, right? It has this tendency to, I'm just going to stop right here. I want to discipline myself. I'm just to a building where you can get twice the capacity. So I've got to start disciplining myself wherever I land. That's just where I land. Clock is up, I'm up. Did you all get anything out of this today? This is going to help our church so much, right? Because dream teams, all of this has to be the code of conduct. Dream teams, small groups, see, self-revealing, self-sharing, self-giving. That's how he's commanded us to love each other. Right, he said, When you do, you can ask the Father for anything and He'll give it to you. Let's lift our hands to the Father right now. Come on, make a choice in your heart right now, just with the little bit that you heard today. Come on, make a solid decision in your heart right now to start learning how to love this way. All you've got to do, if you listen to what Jesus just said, the Father gave Him a pattern for this, right? And he said, as the Father has loved me, now I've got to practice this. Now I've got to on purpose practice what the Father has done for me. Let me practice this on other people. And so I want you to make a decision in your heart today to develop this agape kind of love, agape-o kind of love that he's commanding us to have towards each other. Develop that because there are thousands of people that God's getting ready to send to us that they've got to learn love from us. And we cannot give them what we don't have. Thousands of people. I've seen them. It's a big harvest out here, folks. God is preparing us for the harvest. While you're in that attitude of prayer today, I just want to give three invitations today. Right now, this is your moment. This is a connection moment between you and God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior... I want to pray for you today. That's the first and most important connection you need to make, is to have a personal relationship with God. First seven verses, the word love never came up because you first have to be in a relationship before you can learn how to love. So if that's you today and you don't have a relationship with God the Father through His Son, Jesus, I want to pray for you. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I I had a relationship, but somewhere along the way I lost that connection. And I'm here today to just get reconnected. I want to come back to Christ. I know that's why God sent me here today. And then thirdly, if you don't have a church family, if you don't have a church home, and you believe in your heart that God has led you here, my wife and I, this staff, will be so happy to receive you. We'll pray for you every single day of our lives. Every time you come in this building, our goal is to make sure that you get the Word of God and the Word of God only. So now while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer today, I want to.